0: Ba da da, ba da da da, ba da da da, ba da 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 da. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That is not where I thought that was going to (laughs) go. Where did you think it was going to go? I don't know, but not there. I mean anywhere but that anywhere but that yeah thank you that's <laughs> i yeah it's all no it's all nowhere but it wasn't there
0: all well, the fan tastic. sometimes we cuss <laughs>
1: <laughs> i got it
0: in before we did it good job yay <laughs> warning don't listen around small humans or sensitive adults or at work unless you have headphones and it's cool with your boss
1: yeah or your work is just really you
0: know <laughs>
1: Whatever. Sometimes we cuss. Most times we cuss. <laughs> Most times we cuss. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. Mo- you are? Most of the time. Most of the time. And this is fan tastic That's right. Yeah. How you doing today?
0: I'm good. I'm drinking white wine, which is not a thing I do often. That's cool. I am drinking the
1: fuck. I don't even know what I'm drinking That's today. what it's called? Um, It's a drink called the fuck. It is. Good <laughs> disclaimer. Um... Yeah, no, I'm drinking. It was basically an excuse to bust out the lemon syrup that I made. It's really good. So it's rum and lemon syrup with a splash of water. That sounds lovely. It's delicious.
0: I saw, yeah, I saw the white rum and I saw the coconut rum.
1: Yes. Yeah, that sounds. One marvelous. more rum and it would basically have been a zombie. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know. Mm-hmm. I have to not drive, so don't want to do too many runs at once. You're not driving. I know. I have to not drive. Do you live here. <laughs> That's what they tell me. <laughs> Pretty sure you live here. If not, we're
0: recording in a stranger's house. That could be fun as well. What would it be like if we, like, had a place with, like, padded walls and, like, a cough button?
1: What would that be like? <laughs> An institution? <laughs> No, we just retrofit a closet. <laughs> uh, um, We have a third bedroom upstairs. We just need, you know, the guys to go to Home Depot and get us some sweet, sweet egg crate. That's true. And then we get a little sign that says, like, recording in progress. Please leave Aww. us the fuck alone.
0: Flip the switch on.
1: Yeah. We could do this. Or, See? no, I mean,
0: just, like, a sign on the door that we flip
1: over. Yeah. Like, the privacy Or come in and please clean. Like the one I made for the man for when he's recording that he never uses and I ignore. (laughs) Well, boundaries are important. (laughs) They really are important to ignore. Hi, everybody. (laughs) How you doing? Me or them?
0: I don't know. Anybody. Let's ask them and then we'll pause and wait for them to answer. How's everybody doing?
1: That's good. I'm really glad you're having a good week.
0: Man, that
1: sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah shouldn't have drinking that drink man that was a bad
0: idea never (laughs) never never have sex with the cat whoa who are you talking to those are not our listeners I'm talking to the select people who also listened to last podcast and know that Henry's advice is never have sex with the cat obviously (laughs) there's one person out there who understood it same with our shirts that's right somebody else listened yay
1: (laughs) one person (laughs) we we found our like archive of shirts I want to (laughs) make And you know what? I have to place an order for shirts uh, this weekend anyway, <laughs> so you will probably be getting a <laughs> Someone Else Listen shirt in the next Fantastic. week so. Someone Else <laughs> Listen. That's right. I love it. Just like you'll get one that says, drink, ew, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> With a double
0: dick. It's With got the, the double, double dick. dick. Yep. That's
1: right. Yep. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of crazy shit going on in the world right now. Yes. But... People are focused on the wrong things. Okay. They should be focused on the fact that while, you know, the world is going to hell in a handbasket, you can, for the low, low price of money that I couldn't find... Okay. (laughs) ...buy the land the bloody Bender's house was on. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's right. It's for sale. Oh. Um, We needed a new house, right? It's uh, not me, but... You know, I mean, I just bought a important. house. It's important. It's important. It's heading into auction okay. in a week. Okay. So, it's a hundred and sixty-two acre tract. Has mature trees. That's And it, according to the Smithsonian. Oh no. <laughs> uh, mature trees and a beautiful view overlooking the Jerome Creek. So you can get tract two. Mm-hmm. I almost said tract two. Like it's a, like it's a fucking tape. Um. And you can own the land where the Bloody Benders, you know, decided to invite people in Mm -hmm. for dinner and then lure them behind the curtain, whack them in. Whack them in. Shove them into the basement. The hole,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet that it's going to be offered, well, they're auctioning it. It's it's part of an auction. Yeah, but I bet the starting is going to be very low because of its
1: uh, emotional impact. Yeah. So apparently the current owners bought the land in the fifties. Mm. Um and it's strict cropland. Oh. So and not theme park land. He suspects property the auction manager says he thinks it will continue to be used as cropland by the new owner. <laughs> But the, he does know that it could be a neat opportunity for someone interested in the type of history. So, you know. Okay. Screw crops. Murder house. Okay. Let me pitch to you. Okay. A theme park. All right. Okay.
0: I'm listening. W- with roller coasters, right? Okay. Specifically, one roller coaster called the Bloody Bender. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a great name for a roller coaster. Okay. It is. At, or a bar. Mm -hmm. called the bloody bender because when you drink you go on a bender I think we're
1: forgetting that their house was technically an in and dry goods store right Uh, so we could just you know do some kind of like old timey western town that would be because it is like 160 acres Mm -hmm. so we could have like a mini roller coaster yeah and then we could have you know the store where you get to go in (laughs) buy yourself some dry goods some nuts some you know, sweetened or dried coconut, all kinds <laughs> of different things. And then when you go in the back, you know, you pay some guy to you know the basement. Yeah, <laughs> to let you exit the basement. That's right. Wacky with a like one of those um, <laughs> blow up mallets. <laughs> like thank you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Please come again. Whomp. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's right. You pay extra if you want to sleep in the back. <laughs> and the you know luxury that's where the honeymoon suite is oh yeah you know So people time. would stay there but yeah um, so it's available interesting yeah uh, interesting right huh. and for all we know the ghosts of bloodbenders could still be there since they just disappeared off the face of the earth yeah they vanished They're just and no one knows what happened to them yep yeah so they it's technically could they could be buried there too well, one of them could be buried
0: there. The other one would just well, sort of. There like... were four. Yes, that's so true. At there least were four. Three of them could, could be, buried be buried there. there. The one
1: could just like kill everybody Fucked else off. and then like yeah. eat it off. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You are right. That's right. So that was my. I, I I turned on the news this morning, and that was the first thing I saw. And that Was, was the first like, thing you saw? <laughs> yeah, my news knows me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what, what's the other shit? Who cares? The Bloody Benders house for Sarah Land <laughs> is for sale. The world is on fire. I don't want to see everything. Hey, Bloody Benders. Um, I look up way too much true crime shit. My search engines are just like, have you seen this? <laughs> Alrighty. So I have for you 20 weird cargo spills. Okay. Yep. I thought Wait. I'd go fun and lighthearted today. After I start with murder. Um, Is one of them in my pants? Because otherwise it's... (laughs)
0: No, I don't want
1: to know that story. (laughs) Um, Like, I would wear cargo pants, (laughs) actually. Okay.
0: So, in 1992, there Mm -hmm. was a cargo spill. um, (laughs) When the Friendly Floaty Toy Company had a shipment that um, departed. And the (laughs) spill... Released twenty
1: nine thousand plastic yellow duckies. Well, that's just fun and lighthearted. <laughs> yep, it's a quacking good time, if Which, I may say so.
0: Because of all of the the um, water currents and streams and everything, mm-hmm. they found all over the place, including the Gulf of Alaska and in the Pacific Ocean. And here's just a no, it's so cute, oh, it's so happy, just like quackety quackety. So, yep, yep. So that's fun. Uh, in March of 2018, there was a private mining company that uh, had a runway accident. Mm-hmm. And basically, $368 million worth of gold bars spilled everywhere all over the runway. Well, that's a party. <laughs> and it's just like... Nobody can see this, but there's a runway with gold bars, mm-hmm. and then there's, like, traffic workers who are like, uh, now what?
1: Right. <laughs> do, I, like, do I rush uh, this? I need that.
0: Right? Um, in 2018, in Poland, there was a semi-carrying a liquid cargo that fell over. Would you like to guess what the liquid cargo was? It's um, uh, 12 tons of Is this liquid. Is it
1: Polish-specific?
0: No. Okay. No. Liquid cargo. Liquid cargo. Twenty-eight or uh, er, at tw- uh, twelve tons. Excuse me.
1: I really want it to be something really disgusting, <laughs> like shit. It's not. <laughs> but something really like amusing, like bubbles, would also be really fun. Twelve tons of bubbles. Yeah, like you know, like liquid bubbles. <laughs> just okay, like, just all
0: over. No. What if I told you that Augustus Gloop would be really excited? Oh, my God. Is it chocolate? It's chocolate. It's liquid (laughs) chocolate. 12 tons of liquid chocolate. (laughs) Uh, Good times, right? Good times. That's amazing. Yep. In San Diego in 2014, there was a uh, semi whose trailer overturned. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, where's the number? Thousands upon thousands of these round objects went everywhere. Would you like to guess what these round objects were?
1: Ping-pong balls. Oranges. Oh.
0: So close. But that probably smelled delicious. Yeah. It's probably a delightful smell, right? Um in Ohio <laughs> In Ohio. Mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. truck carrying two thousand piglets. <laughs> overturned. And 2,000 piglets went running wild. (laughs) Which is very Benny Hill. (laughs) It (laughs) totally is. Just down the street, a little ways. Not really, it's in Surrey. um, But, you know, they go together. They go together a little bit. In 2014, um, a massive load of green beans (laughs) went all over the highway. It's like.
1: A five-foot-tall wall of green beans that fell out. Damn, that's some jolly green giant shit right there. Yep. In Texas,
0: in 2017, 40,000 pounds of blank rolled out onto the road and then caught on fire. Oh my so, god. what is the flaming blank that <laughs> that people are trying to clean up?
1: Oh god, I don't even know what would catch on fire. It's not something you'd expect. I'm going to go with pillows. Fuck if I know, man. Avocados.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Flame 40,000 pounds of flaming Flaming avocados. avocados. (laughs) Yep. Good times, right? Yeah, I know. In Carolina in 2015, uh, a truck ran off a bridge in North Carolina. I said that. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. North Carolina in 2015. <laughs> okay. <laughs> off a bridge. Where was it? North Carolina. Okay. And uh, as it as it crashed down, hundreds upon hundreds of boxes of ramen came raining from the sky. Ooh, that'd be a good rain. Right? It's raining ramen. It looks like a hoarder's house. Oh my God, it does. Yeah. It's not a good... It's not a good... No. Um, okay, here's another goopy sticky mix... Uh, Kroger Deluxe brand ice cream, thirty-five thousand pounds, fell out of a semi-tractor trailer in 2013. Hmm. Um. That's a waste of good ice cream. It, yeah. Well, good. Okay. <laughs> <And> then there's <laughs> yeah, this place. Yeah. On May twenty fifth or May fifteenth of 2018 mm-hmm. in North Carolina, there was a truck that was carrying giant dumpsters of something in a refrigerated truck. Huge dumpsters. Uh, Chicken nuggets. <laughs> actually, this is a good story. I'll just read it to you. Okay. Um, a truck carrying cookie dough <laughs> accelerated too fast to make a green light, causing 20 rolling carts of donuts to tumble out of the back. No one was hurt, but commuters had an unusual sight in their morning commute. There's just giant dumpsters of dough and donuts. Oh my god, that's disgusting, right? This list is from Ranker, by the way. Anybody? Anybody? <clears throat> okay. Have you heard of a hagfish?
1: Yes. So that's what I call myself
0: in the mirror. <laughs> Good morning, hagfish. So hagfish are a type of eel, and um, they're gross. Uh, wow, that's hurtful. (laughs) They are, okay, so, have you seen marshmallow fluff, and how, like, when you microwave marshmallow fluff for, like, Rice Krispies, Mm -hmm. or just regular marshmallows, it makes that, like, gooey, sticky, It's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what the hagfish excrete, okay? And so, um, there was a traffic jam in Oregon, because, uh... 3.4 tons of hagfish spilled along the highway in 2017. And the cars that it ran into were utterly coated in the slime. Yummy. And there were eels literally everywhere. And I'm just gonna... Ugh.
1: can you describe that to us? It listeners? looks like um a giant it looks like the stay puff marshmallow man jizzed on a car. Yep. Like <laughs> multiple times and just kept like do like yeah. Yep. It's that's disgusting. It's a hundred percent Stay puff marshmallow man So all over the back of a car. all
0: over the back it's really gross looking. Like really super nasty like their car is definitely totaled yeah. um, so then sometimes there's fun little synchronicities that happen mm-hmm. right like in March in Florida mm-hmm. there are two trucks that collided one carrying beer and the other carrying Frito-Lay products like chips they spelled beer and chips all over the lanes and everybody had a whole lot of fun waiting for traffic
1: to be cleaned up that is so exciting. Yep. How nice that they were able to be so cheerful.
0: Yep. Um, there. <laughs> I'm gonna read this out loud. One of the craziest cargo spills ever. Pedestrians and cars were covered in bloody whale guts <laughs> when a whale exploded in Taiwan in 2004. <laughs> The dead sperm whale was being transported to a research center when the incident inc- occurred. And there's, like... There's, there's like... A massive of whale guts on the ground with a moped sitting there. And then a guy's looking at the massive guts on the ground and his moped, like, Oh, shit, what do I do? And then in the distant background, like, something from a fucking movie set, there's just... A whale. He's like, <laughs> on a semi. <laughs> oh my God. It's the size of uh, a semi flatbed. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, 600 pounds of mackerel spilled out in Belfast uh, in 2015. And they apparently came out without the driver's knowledge. So, like, they flew out everywhere all over the highway. Okay. And nobody knew that it was happening. Like, he just kept on driving. Like, everybody behind him was stuck because there were fish everywhere. Like, how do you not notice that? I was like, oh, shit. Which actually is a fantastic segue into something that used to happen in the 90s in Utah. Um, Mm -hmm. I know this because my family found it hilarious and saved all of the clippings of it. Okay. But there was a... (laughs) They kept finding caskets with bodies in them on the freeway. Well,
1: that's Right? Awesome. And it
0: happened like four times, right? Bodies would just pop out of these caskets and the caskets would roll around. Oh. And it turned out that there was one particular uh, funeral home in West Valley City, I think, who didn't have the best locks on mm-hmm. their hearse doors. <laughs> and if they went over a bump, a body would fly out on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> and my, of course, my family was like, ha, 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 "This is fun," so they saved all of it. <laughs> so there you go. That's just uh, some of the most fun things that have. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot about this last one. We're gonna end on this last one. 13.7 million bees. Oh shit. 2015, Seattle, Washington. 13.7 million.
1: Bees. bees.
0: Okay. Which is great because it means you have to
1: have specialty people
0: coming to clean it up because your whole accident
1: is so sweet. Site. I'm always excited <laughs> when you have to have bee cleanup. Angry bees. Yay. Good angry, times, right? Angry you know what? Angry yeah. bees is how I like to live my life. That's a new t shirt.
0: Okay. That's- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not a good t shirt. Uh, yeah, so that was that was my fun contribution. I also have another fun contribution if you'd like to know. Sure. Some, uh, some uh, evil psychology hacks that mess with people's brains.
1: <laughs> well, now I'm going to worry that you're, like, fucking me over. Thanks. Okay, go.
0: Right? No. Okay, Sorry. so this first one I actually used to do. This is from Ranker. Uh, this one I actually used to do all the time when I worked at David's Bridal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> working in a customer service, a trick. Working in customer service, a trick I use when the customer first starts yelling down the phone. I let them rant without saying a word. When they finish, I leave it for a few seconds before before saying hello. Has the line cut off? Completely throws them off because they think the rant wasn't heard and that was that it was for nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Only I would just be like, "I'm sorry, you're breaking up. I can't." I can't hear you, you're breaking up. Maybe call back. And then I just hang up on them. They're a tunnel. Going <laughs> through <They're> a tunnel. <sighs> right? Good times. Um But I haven't done that to you. Uh, let me find another good one. That's because I hate the that phone. That's true. Um Walking up to somebody and saying, "I just want you to know that I personally have no problem with you being at the party." <laughs> we just fucked up because it makes them paranoid as to who, like, That's awesome. who has a problem with them being at a party. Um, I've done this one, too. When talking to someone face-to-face, randomly look over their shoulder with a growing look of horror. Once they check to see what you're looking at and have turned back around to face you, continue speaking normally. Ignore any expressions of puzzlement. (laughs) Just for fun. Just for fun. Just for fun. This one is diabolical. Ready? Mm -hmm. When I know someone dislikes me or is indifferent or cold, I'll ask them to do simple favors for me, like... Things like asking, passing me a drink from a table or doing a small, easy, menial task and then thank them and tell them they really helped me out. People, in general, are self-observing and want to make sense of their own actions. By helping you subconsciously, they will slowly change their opinion of you from negative to positive. Hmm. There you go. Here's a teacher one. Okay. Okay. During a test, look over one of the student's shoulders Reading what they are writing. Then say out loud, make sure you're reading the questions right. Mm-hmm. See? I do that all the time. <laughs> um, this one is Jeremy. Giving people a thumbs up instead of the middle finger when they're driving. Which, Jeremy, we do thumbs down. Mm-hmm. We do thumbs down and people get so much angrier. Because you're not angry at them. You're disapprove like you're disappointed at disapproving. And they get so much angrier if you give nice. them a thumbs down. I like this one. This is similar to what I do with my mom. Uh confusing people is always the best strategy. If someone is yelling, ask them if they want sand. Excellent. Are they in an uncomfortable situation? Ask them if they want sand. Are they crying? Comfort them and then say in a calm voice, Do you want some sand? Works every time. Okay. Only what I do with my mom is when she can't remember a word, like it's on the tip of her tongue, tongue mm. I just say, pineapple? And then she's like, what? And I was like, pineapple? You're looking for pineapple? And then she gets mad at me.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Uh, this one's fun. This one is a, a, a gym thing that he does to Dwight. Stare at their forehead just between and slightly above the eye line, while talking to someone. It throws them off their game and they have a harder time lying to you or trying to influence you. This is a term for the style. or there's a term for the style, but I'm too lazy to look it up. Yeah. Oops,
1: my uh, that?
0: I do this to my mom, too. When talking to someone, just hand them stuff. <laughs> I like to tease my mom. <laughs> Especially if she's trying to tell me a story. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Just start handing her stuff. It's great when asking someone to do something nod your head a little bit they'll probably agree to do it and not figure out why
1: yeah
0: there you go do 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 ask someone if they know all the words till I'm a little teapot emphasis on the word all a vast majority of the time a grown adult will start singing I'm a little teapot I like this one I'm gonna go try this please let me know how it goes and test it. well sarah do you know all the words i'm a little teapot fuck no <laughs> this is not fun for everybody <laughs> this is not fun um mid-conversation look at them dead in the eye say wake up and then immediately go back to your conversation without missing a beat <laughs> i like it it's evil it's evil mm-hmm. like or you go up to somebody this is really this one's evil Okay. Go up to somebody and say, everything people say about you is true. Is that good? Is that bad? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um la, 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 la. <laughs> This one is a classic. Okay. Place index finger on Target's shirt. Say, dear friend, what hast thou on thy garments? When Target looks down, simply elevate hand into Target's face. <laughs>
1: That was
0: classic. It's a fun little ways to fuck with your friends' brains.
1: You're welcome, everybody! So mean of you. (coughs) Yeah, but it's like pranking. Yeah. Why do you like to prank? It's so mean. It's it's fun. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because it's good times.
1: Good times? Okay, sure. Yep. Okay, well, if you say so.
0: Most I of the time, as long it. as it's a, as long as it's like a funny ha ha prank. If it's a mean prank, it's not so fun. Mm.
1: Okay, I will accept it then. Oi, okay. Don't make me tired, man. That's not I cool. I can't
0: help it. I'm sleepy. I woke up at seven today, which is not something I'm used to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, I woke up at seven in the last two days, so I'm oh so my gosh. tired. I don't know how. I know. I know.
0: So tragic. I'm not used to it. I don't know what to do with my life. What's my direction? Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, you just might need to, you know, like, yeah. I'm so sad for you. <laughs> I know.
0: Sarah's going to kill me. She's going to reach over here and throttle me. <laughs> I'm
1: just going to, no.
0: Yes, she yeah. is. This is how the podcast ends. It ends with us not, not saying stay fresh cheese bags. It ends with Sarah. Choking me and me going glug, 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 as our outro music. So we would literally go out with the whimper.
1: Yes. All right.
0: Yes. Cool.
1: No, but then it's like evidence.
0: <laughs> my, I don't watch too many of those. My whole thing is evidence. My whole body's evidence. I don't watch too many crime shows, man. <laughs> Do you watch um, uh, The Good Place? Yes. I'm I'm just on season three of The Good Place. Okay. And uh, Jason. Spoiler: is, They all die. <laughs> Shocker, uh, and Jason is like, "Oh, I think you're confused, Michael. Evidence isn't a good thing. It's a bad thing that you're supposed to destroy." <laughs> I love Jason so much. He's my favorite character. <laughs> uh, I
1: love his little man cave. It's like yes, so bro. It is. It's like the with most, Ariana Grande. It's like the most bro hole of like bros. Like so good. Okay. Yes. I have a story for you since you know Read me. A story. Well I mean I could read you. Don't. <laughs> the library is it's open. open. <gasps> Alright. Um speaking of have you watched the RuPaul show? Wait, which one? Oh oh his actual that like, life. one where he like takes off his drag which is weird. Yeah. To see like RuPaul mid drag. Is it called the RuPaul show? No, it's called like AJ and the Queen. <laughs> okay,
0: I have not watched that yet. It's on my Netflix thing. Okay. it shows like boy mode?
1: No. I mean, obviously, because he's in boy mode a lot. But it shows, like, the process of becoming or, like, departing from being, like, a RuPaul. Oh. Which is, like, never seen, so it's, like, real weird.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just remembered something huge that happened this week that I didn't update you on. (gasps) Was it a pony? Did you get a pony? No, I actually can't say it while we're recording. Oh, okay. That's clearly familiar. later. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) I can't believe I freaking forgot this. You fail at (laughs) life, guys. She got me a pony. I'm really excited. My dish. I was supposed to tell you, but it's okay. All right, so your name is Daisy. No, I'm gonna change your name. No, it's Daisy. Damn it. Okay, (laughs) so I have two stories for you. Okay. Because I was really sad. Well, because originally I wanted to talk about, um, you know how. I wanted to do a deep dive into how Toby is definitely the grand <laughs> strangler. Okay. Um, but we didn't do that. So we read about duckies on the freeway instead. Oh, so, I'm sorry. No, no totally, that's what you want. <gasps> Next time. It's totally fine. Fanficant tasted. Oh, no, but we're gonna miss stories anyway. If so, I had known, I'm sorry. Sorry. It's totally okay. This is why you text me what we're supposed to do tonight. Oh my god, I was driving and I was being safe. <laughs> okay, those are yeah. really
0: good reasons to not text me. Right?
1: Yeah. I thought so. <laughs> Okay, so you have your choice. Okay. You can pick sci-fi or dystopian future. Always
0: dystopian future.
1: Okay. Yep. So this is only going to be chapter one, because this is a really long fucking fic. Okay. Um, I mean, get- it's only four chapters, but it's, like, a lot of words. So you're going to get chapter one to whet your appetite, and then if you like it, feel free to go read more. Well, we could read the other pieces if we like it. That's true.
0: Maybe later. All
1: right. Ready? Yes. This is called Fighting Chance. Okay. By pempees 90 Spell it for me. P-E-M-P-E-E-S. 90. Okay. okay. On fanfiction.net. Fanfiction. No. no. Fanfiction.net <laughs> is cool. I'm tired. All right. <clears throat> Excellent. Ready? Yes. So. I've always thought we need I've always thought that we do need a new plague. The world was overpopulated as it was, but I do have to admit this wasn't quite what I had in mind. Of course, I knew this was a possibility the whole time since the government started to play with biochemical weapons. Still, I did hope the plague would wipe the slate clean. It would have been a bit easier to survive. Not that there was ever any question I would make it, but there was going to be one hell of a job to repopulate Earth once this blows over. <laughs> <laughs> just, just relying on you to repopulate. Sorry. Jim let his forehead thud against the cold surface of the car window and closed his eyes. He let Dwight ramble on and on, but was barely listening anymore. There would have once been a time when Jim would have pretended to be interested in <sighs> Dwight's lectures and then managed to turn it around on him and made fun of him. But he had learned to let Dwight rant, It was his way to calm down and keep the situation under control. At least as much as he could keep anything under control. So much was out of his hands in this world, and that's why Dwight gave his all to control his car. That's why Jim only ever drove when Dwight could not. (laughs) They both looked like they'd been to hell and back, even though their attire was quite clean. The clothes were ripped from several points and hung on their bodies like plus-size outfits on a child mannequin. Lovely. Jim's shirt had probably once been white, but now looked more like a rusty color. The blood never came out. He also had a deep cut on his right cheek that barely started to heal, and Dwight's glasses had several points where they had been fixed with tape. Mm. Both of them had the start of a beard that were in that awkward phase where it wasn't stubble anymore, mm. but not quite a proper beard yet.
0: Mm. John Krasinski with a beard.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, buddy. Right? But no, they hadn't been to Helen back they were still there. Jim pulled himself away from the window and warily opened his eyes. The sun was going down. They were driving on a highway on which they were the only things alive. It was littered with occasional cars and bodies. Jim swore he saw a rabbit once. Occasional walkers roamed the sides of the roads wavering in and out of the forest that started almost immediately from where the road ended. It was obvious that Mother Nature had started to take back what was originally hers. The weeds and hay were all around and in most places reached over Jim's knees. Most of the time it was possible to forget what was going on in the world because everything was calm and even beautiful, but there were crude moments as well, like when Jim was forced to witness someone recently deceased being ripped apart by the undead. Hmm. Zombie! Mm -hmm. I'm excited. We should stop for a while, take a stroll, eat, and look for a place to park for the night, Jim said. I know. I've been searching for a spot to stop while you have been completely useless. But as you clearly haven't noticed, we're in a very zombie-infested area, Dwight answered. There are barely any. Jim stopped quickly as his eyes focused on the forest. He could, t- he could tell that Dwight was right. There were dozens of walkers roaming the blush greens of the forest. They're blush greens. Blush greens. Okay. Sure. Uh, which you concealed them from Jim when he hadn't been paying enough attention. As you can see, I'm right, so I'm just gonna keep driving till we pass most of them. Jim completely ignored the smugness in Dwight's voice. He knew better than to let Dwight notice something he hadn't, so now he just put up with it. Where do you think they're going? Jim asked, his eyes following one walker that was swaying, f- swaying it's, from its pack. It was walking almost straight towards the road and the car, but it was quickly left behind to shuffle towards the empty road. Dwight took a glance out the window and shrugged. Hard to say. I haven't heard anything that would attract them in such large groups. Might be a pack of wounded animals, Dwight pondered. Jim settled to sit normally on his seat and kept his eyes looking at the road ahead to avoid seeing any walkers. Yeah, it just always makes me uneasy when they gather like that. Dwight nodded in agreement. That was something everyone in this world had in common. A couple of walkers weren't usually too hard to take out because they were slow, and didn't know how to stop the mindless growling. Of course, all this only happened if a person was carrying a weapon with them. but there wouldn't be anyone stupid enough to walk around unarmed. Yeah. Yeah. Jim let the silence back... (laughs) Sorry. Jim let... (laughs) What was that sentence? Jim let the silence sit back in. Okay. But kept his eyes active. They had been on the road longer than either of them cared to remember, Before all this happened, they had both been salesmen in the same paper company, Dunder Mifflin. Best paper company in the whole wide world. Right. But that was what felt like a million years ago, before their co-workers had madly started to chew each other and then attack them. It made Jim shiver just thinking about it. Now, when Jim thought about that time, it seemed stupid that he hadn't gotten more worried or done anything when Rolando, the receptionist (laughs) of their branch he come in shocked and screaming that someone had bit him in the parking lot. Dwight had been the only one who paid close attention to his wounds and wanted to know the story down to the last detail. Their manager had of course been worried, and she'd wanted to send him home, but Rolando had said he'd be fine. Who knows what would have happened if Rolando had left home and turned himself in and turned by himself in his apartment. Instead of that, he'd gotten feverish and started to sweat. Everyone in the office could see he was visibly sick, shaking and finally breaking down and running to the toilet to be sick, but the thing that came out, it wasn't Rolando anymore, but a monster that had taken over. Jim shook his head to rid himself of thoughts of that day. After Rolando had come out of the bathroom, all hella broken loose in the office and Jim just wanted to forget about it. He tried to get a bit more comfortable in the seat, but his backside started to get numb after hours of sitting in the car. The cracks in the asphalt weren't that weren't any longer maintained definitely didn't make the seats any nicer to sit on. <laughs> As if Dwight read Jim's mind, he started to slow down. The pack had disappeared from their vision, but the place didn't look like a proper spot to have a break at. There were two cars that had crashed into each other, and three walkers that had started immediately to walk closer to the car. "'Dwight, what are you doing? It's hardly time for a break.' Besides, we don't know how far the pack is from us yet. We're not stopping for a break. We're going to look inside these two cars in case there's something we could use. And it's just three walkers. You can't be scared of only three, can you, Jim? Dwight said. <laughs> I'm not scared, and in the future, you could let me know before you randomly stop, he mumbled. <laughs> he hated how many times he let Dwight have the upper hand um, today, so He continued. But if the pack catches sense of us or hears us, I'm locking myself in the car and driving away. You'll be left behind. So I laughed as he got out of the car. Jim followed him. You have no chance of beating me to the car. I would push you for the zombies and be out of here before they had taken their first bite, Dwight scoffed. <laughs> the three walkers started to shuffle closer to the two men, and Jim took his knife from the spot on his belt. There's no way you'd be able to just push me away. I am way too fast for you to even grab hold of me. Jim laughed and casually walked over to the undead. Oh, Jim, you're so delusional. Jimmy, Jim, Jim, Jim. 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 (laughs) Dwight shook his head and fired his crossbow. The walker closer to Dwight got an arrow between its eyes, and it dropped to the ground. (laughs) Dwight casually walked over and pulled the arrow out. Me? Delusional? You think you're invincible with that crossbow. Jim pointed out the second walker was only a few feet away from Jim when he took hold of its jaw with his left hand and yanked the knife into its brain with his right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sure.
0: Uh, sure. Blush greens. <laughs> it's my new beer, by the way.
1: It's <laughs> what color I'm painting my house.
0: Blush greens. <laughs> Blush
1: greens. <laughs> and Dwight took the third one out with a clean shot to the forehead and turned to smile <clears throat> cockily at Jim. Nothing's proven me wrong yet. You, on the other hand, are so pathetic with your little knives, Dwight said, and then walked to get his arrow. What would you have me use, then, Dwight? A loud gun that tracks all the walkers in a two-mile radius? Jim scoffed as he walked towards one of the cars. He wasn't overly excited to see what was inside. Sometimes there were full families trapped and eventually turned to walkers. The windows had gathered so much dirt over time, it was impossible to peek inside before opening the door. As Jim's hand reached the handle, he froze. What's there? I don't know. Chapter 2? No. He took a quick gl- glance at Dwight, who was looking at him with his crossbow ready. Jim knew without having to ask that Dwight was thinking about the exact same moment he was months and months ago, when they hadn't been on the road for so long. They had done a similar kind of raid. Dwight had always insisted on keeping their essentials in shape, and he never let anything run out. Back then, they'd been so innocent and naive about things. Dwight had pulled open the door of that red Buick without back up or a wide enough stance to take on what was on the other side. The girl who jumped on him couldn't have been older than five. Jimmy are you p-
0: moving, Clarence?
1: No. <laughs> You're such a liar. You moved, Clarence.
0: Clarence didn't move.
1: You're such he a can't liar. even see you. Look, his such eyes are covered. Oh, but I found Baku. Oh, yeah. No, Baku was in timeout. <laughs>
0: Okay, sorry everybody. Um, The skeleton named Clarence sitting in the chair near me just started sliding, and I was like, "What the fuck? It was me. We talked about psychological tricks, and this is what you do to me. I didn't do anything.
1: It was Baku. It's Baku. All right. Uh, Five-year-old jumps out of the car. Dwight pushed the girl by her shoulders, but she kept trying to gnaw at him. He was obviously <laughs> He was obviously too stunned to try and do anything <coughs> to keep her away. When the walker, who had most likely been her mother, crawled out of the car, Jim ran to Dwight's aid. He kicked the mother away and crammed crammed a knife into the girl's head. It forced Dwight into action, and he let go of the girl on top of him. He grabbed his gun from his jeans and shot the mother. Beep, she beep. felt deader. <laughs> Yeah. It dead, but she's deader, let's be real. On top of Jim, who dropped down on top of the girl, and Dwight, because of surprise weight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now oh, we've got, like, like, a zombie, zombie sandwich? sandwich.
1: <laughs> Zombinoes. Zomb- I would totally love that game. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Uh, panicking, he'd gotten rid of the mother and helped Dwight up from under the girl's body. He'd felt positively sick, and he kept wiping his hands, but the worst was only coming when they went to check the car. The baby couldn't have been more than a year old. It pushed him over the edge. He'd backed down a few steps and been sick next to their own car. When he heard the gunshot, he vomited again. They never talked about it afterwards, but Dwight had disappeared for an hour just before dark. He came back still shaking, looking green around the edges, but he had tried to get their usual mocking conversation going. That's so sad. So now when Jim was opening the door to the car, he knew what they were both thinking about. "'Dwight nodded slightly to Jim, and Jim pulled the door open. "'He jumped backwards with his knife-raised high, but no one attacked. "'They were greeted by a rotten, dead corpse and a smell that made Jim's stomach lurch. "'Well, I don't know. You could try one of the cool machetes, "'in case you knew how to use that kind of thing,' Dwight continued like nothing happened. "'He walked next to his companion, and together they rolled the rotting, disgusting body out of the car. "'It had a big hole in its head, and a gun that had made it was found on the floor.' Smoothly, Dwight pocketed it. How different do you think a machete is to a knife? Jim scoffed and continued looking <laughs> at the body. think he did it while driving. Is that why they crashed? Dwight turned to look at the body and then glanced at their car. Possibly. You're just proving to me that you know nothing, Dwight said and started going <laughs> through the car. There's only one solution to this. You have to show off some of those machete skills next time we have some walkers to try it with, Jim hid his half smile. He knew it was stupid to try to get Dwight to do something like this. Um, because he would, asking him to show off his guarantee to give Jim a great show. But Jim asked anyway, he would be there to back Dwight up. And besides, what other entertainment did he have? It's very true. Gladly. He'll be amazed. Dwight mumbled, but he was too focused on searching through the piles of stuff to to sound excited or cocky. Let's see. Jim moved to the stretch of the trunk and found only a few pieces of clothing that might be useful. "'Trunk is a bus as well,' he informed Dwight. 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 (laughs) All right, Dwight sighed. They both moved automatically to the next car and repeated the routine. The second car hadn't been a success either, but they had managed to obtain some gas out of both cars. After they had driven for another half hour, they stopped to eat. They had a can of sardines each, something that Jim would not have eaten ever in a million years in normal civilization.' They jumped back into driving quickly, trying to find a place to stop for the night. After an hour of driving in silence, Jim looked at the sun nervously. They had an hour, maybe a little less, to find a place, and he hated nothing more than moving during the night. "'Dwight, you really need to stop soon,' he remarked. "'Don't you think I know that? I've been scanning the surroundings the whole time.' Dwight sneered and shook his head. "'You are the worst person to face the end of the world with. Without you, I would have probably saved the Earth already.' Jim didn't grace Dwight's rant with an answer, but instead kept his eyes open for a place that looked safe enough for the night. He didn't care about Dwight's words. He had heard them plenty of times before. He had said them plenty of times before. These days, it was just casual remarks to remind the other person that they weren't friends, but just forced to spend the night remaining of their lives together, <laughs> however long that might be. In the beginning, it had been true, though.
0: Where's Pam. I'm so sad, and Angela, kind of sad about Angela
1: too. Well, the other one was Angela Centric. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they had miraculously escaped from the office um, to Dwight's farm. They had to kill Dwight's cousin Mose, Aww. as Dwight repeat who as Dwight repeatedly told Jim during the first few weeks, he would have much rather been stuck with. <laughs> Those weeks were the absolute worst of Jim's life. It sounds weird, taking into account the situation, but things got better after that. Stop staring, you freak. That's where I was. No, I laughed. I was (laughs)
0: like, okay. I
1: could play on my phone,
0: but that's Uh, not how we do it. What if we
1: drive close to a car wreck and lock our doors, Jim suggested, pointing to the right lane that had once been full of panicked people trying to get out of the big city. Dwight seemed to undergo a slight inner battle, trying to figure out a way to best Jim's plan, just drive without lights, and slowly making his little noises, I know Jim, Dwight snapped flipped his lights off. Slowly, he drove on the unruly grass that covered the small gap between the lanes. He guided the car as close as he dared to the first car in the wreck. There was still plenty of space to escape if needed. Sighing, he turned around the, he turned the engine off and grabbed some blankets from the back seat. He threw one for Jim and lowered his seat so he could lie in it. Jim took one last look around them, and seeing no movement, followed Dwight's example. They were accustomed to going to sleep, or in most cases just lying down, at the last light of day, Nights were the most active time for walkers, and it was better to try and make themselves invisible. They quietly watched the sun disappear for the night, carefully avoided looking directly into cars that were now in front of them. More often than not, there was something a person didn't want to see. They were quiet and fallen into their own thoughts, Jim feeling constant pain for the life and dreams he would never get. Sometimes, in his darkest and loneliest hours, he wished his desk at Dunder Mifflin could, wouldn't have been the one next to Dwight's and therefore preventing him from being the person Dwight grabbed when things got tight. Sometimes he just really wanted to be bitten and Dwight would have to put him down. He would never voice these thoughts aloud. He knew it was the coward in him that wanted the easy way out. Wow. Jim let his eyes slide to Dwight who didn't even bother trying to fall asleep. He was just watching the front of him with the dull expression. And Jim knew he could never do it to Dwight. Another thing he would never say aloud, but he knew would never intentionally leave Dwight alone to struggle in this world. Jim liked to think it was because Dwight had saved him in the beginning, but it was so much more than that. He secretly loves him. He secretly loves him a lot. Stop staring, you freak! Dwight snapped. <laughs> Dwight is living for this. He has been training his whole life for yeah, the zombie apocalypse. That's right. You're just so beautiful, and I can't stop looking, Jim answered. But his words were lacking their usual playfulness. Uh-oh. Dwight just snored.
0: I was hoping this would turn into a different kind of... Brown chicken brown
1: cow. Do <laughs> <laughs> Dwight just snored and then went back to his blank staring. Jim let his eyes wander back to the edge of the forest. It must have been closer to morning when he woke to an even tapping and quiet scratching. He fought to get the last remains of sleep and scanned his surroundings. The sounds only got louder when he tried to make his eyes use the darkness around them. A louder bang sounded from his right, and Jim immediately turned to look at the window. It took him another second to realize he was staring into the half-rotted face of a walker. He jolted into action. Dwight, he yelled, knowing there was no sense being quiet anymore, and reached to grab guns from the back seat. Quickly, he checked to make sure they were both fully loaded, then punched Dwight's arm. Jim knew that Dwight hardly slept anymore, but when he did, he slept like he was dead. Or Mm. is he dead? Is he dead? Jim's eyes had already gotten used to the darkness, and a quick glance through the windscreen showed the few walkers around them found more inviting friends. But Dwight was oblivious to what was happening around them and just snored away gently. (laughs) God damn it, Dwight, wake up. We're under attack, Jim yelled and cursed as he kept violently shaking Dwight. This was not the first time they'd been surprised during their sleep, and Jim knew from experience he could do nothing to fight the things off without Dwight being awake and controlling the car. Uh, what? Dwight mumbled as he finally started to wake up. Walkers, drive now, Jim shouted. That was all Dwight needed to jump into action. In a matter of seconds, the car was alive, even though the driver was most likely still half asleep. He snapped the lights on, but the second he did, Jim hoped he wouldn't have. Masses of walkers were wobbling towards them. Wobble, wobble. (laughs) Some coming through... In my head, they've turned into penguins. Yeah, they're super cute. They don't (laughs) like that. Some coming through the open windows of the cars, some coming from the edge of the forest. Jim swallowed hard as Dwight started to reverse the car, and they could hear the cracking of bones as some of the undead got crushed under. Jim looked... Sorry, Dwight looked as nauseated as Jim felt. It seemed like no matter how many months you fight for your life, you never get used to it. Jim rolled on his window when they were a few feet away from the closest walker and reached out. Before all this, Jim had never shot a gun. Now he took a deep breath and shot the nearest one between the eyes. They moved to the next one before the first even hit the ground. As Dwight drove, Jim took down as many as he was able. He could feel the adrenaline pumping through his veins as he closed the windows and sat back down. A quick glance to Dwight told him he was definitely feeling something as well. Uh-huh. He's feeling. <laughs> his dick. That's right. He was staring in front of him without saying a word or even taking a glimpse of Jim. Both his hands were squeezing the wheel dick. so hard. <laughs> his knuckles had turned white. Jim con- semen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to change this. I'm going to make my own story. Totally <laughs> so fine. Jim concentrated on calming his breathing and let Dwight have his space. He was probably still confused and half asleep. Jim himself was still squeezing his guns on his lap, (laughs) trying to hide the shaking his whole body was doing. Very good suggestion, Jim. I love waking up to a zombie attack. One of my favorite things ever. (laughs) It was a good idea and you know it. It was just bad luck they noticed us. Maybe you were screaming in your sleep again. Oh, yes, I do scream in my sleep. And not you. Karen, Karen. Dwight chuckled coldly into Jim's voice. Oh, no. The- Pam! Pam, Pam, Pam.
0: Pam. <laughs> and then you sneezed. And <laughs> you sneezed. And you said, it's okay. It's just allergies, remember? <laughs> That's right.
1: Um. Uh, let's see. Don't you dare. At least I woke up and got us the hell out of here. Unlike you, who would have slept through it all and let us be eaten. Jim's voice was rising. That's why I had no reason to bring Karen into this. If you would just get over it about the fact that you got your girlfriend eaten, you know what needs to be wake up. Stop the car. Jim Dwight slammed the brakes, and Jim got out of the car the second it stopped. The morning sun was peeking from behind the ripple of clouds, and that was lucky for Jim. He wouldn't have stayed in the car for another second no matter how dark, and being as angry as he was, he might have gotten his wish from earlier. He slammed the door shut as, as hard as he could and walked briskly away. He paced for a bit and ran both of his hands through his hair. He wished he could just walk away and never see Dwight's annoying face again. he knew better than to do something so hasty. He tried that a few times. Dwight had left him a few times and it always ended up with one of them getting into trouble and the other one saving them. He just doesn't know how to quit him. Just doesn't know how to quit him. Plus, all the weapons and food was Dwight's.
0: (laughs) Of course it was.
1: But it was so hard to think about it rationally. Dwight didn't talk about Karen ever, at least not after they had left his farm. He didn't talk about any of their old workmates. Jim had always assumed he felt the same guilt that was ravishing Jim from the inside. Wow. Wow. Oh, it's ravishing, eh? It? That maybe he had... That some had been alive when they fled their office and saved their own asses. That maybe they would sentenced some people to their deaths because they were scared. Now it didn't seem, seem like he didn't feel that, though. That he blamed Jim for it. For Karen. For Karen. Well, I mean, like, that's totally fine. Karen oh, sucks. Karen how- sucks. Oh, how Jim wished he could have screamed, but that would have been a bad idea. The walkers could hear it. More than anything, Jim wanted to walk to Dwight and yell to him, maybe even punch him in the face. But they were all bad ideas, and he had to remind himself consciously that those kind of actions would only make things worse. So instead of screaming and punching, Jim took a few big steps even further away from the car and Dwight and let himself fall down. (laughs) <laughs> he ran his fingers through his hair and whenever a wave of emotion washed off through him he pulled Jim had been able to avoid thinking about the specifics of that day in quite a while and he learned to brush things off his mind as quickly as they came but he was not able to brush off Dwight's words now things came rushing into his mind And all I could think about were the screams of the people in the office, Dwight's sudden actions and the weapons that appeared in his hand, Martin turning after being so unlucky to be in the toilet with Rolando, the blood gushing out of Tony's neck when Rolando bit him, the horrified cry that came from Karen's office. He had to shake his head violently and pull his head head harder. His vision was filled with blood and guts, and he could hear the screams like it was happening all over again. (laughs) I mean, so apparently we're in an alternate universe where they chill in a different office. Yeah, I
0: know. I was trying to think. I was like, Karen's office is in Utica.
1: Yeah, apparently we're in Dundermilth and Utica with Dwight and, and Jim. And Rolando. And Martin the convict. Yeah, Because he knows the worst thing about prison is the Dementors. dementors. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. hmm uh-huh. Did I make a okay. same spot? Uh you totally did, but it's totally fine. Alright, sighing Jim got from the ground, started to bury everything deep down inside of him as he could should've done in the first place. Shove
0: it down.
1: Climbed back in the car and they kept driving. Cool. That's right. Life and then skip a little bit. Way. Because <laughs> yes. They are going to stop and stretch. Okay. That's right. Um, How long is this chapter? Oh, it's almost over. It seemed very quiet around him. He took a left down a small dirt road unconsciously. He knew it was a bad idea, and then he put himself into a deeper turning. He put himself into more danger. Wow. (laughs) Turning off the main road alone, but he wanted to see what was along it. He walked for ten minutes before he started to feel a bit stupid. There would most likely be nothing here, and he would just walk into another walker ambush. Jim stopped and was just about to head back when he heard a voice. Automatically, he pulled the knife from his belt and raised it. But the voice wasn't a grunt from an undead, but it was talking. Jim was too far away to tell who it was or what it said, but he needed to know it was humans talking. So silently, he started moving into the direction of the voices. He had to exit the road, which made him a bit uneasy, but he wanted to know. He needed to know. Taking extra care of not making any noise as he moved through the woods, he got closer, and finally he could hear what was being said. Angela, I have done this so, alone so many times, and I know it's not a very nice job, but you could help me. You already are you're here, a sweet female voice said, and Jim detected some annoyance in it. I am not going to touch anyone's dirty clothes, another female voice said. <laughs> Slowly, Jim took one more step, so he was hidden behind a tree but he was able to see the speakers. Two women were standing on different sides of a pile of what looked like clothes. One of them was petite and blonde, and she wore a look of pure annoyance on her face, and the other one, Jim's heart skipped a beat when he looked at her. She was small, but not as small as the other one, and her hair was a mild shade of red. Yay! Okay, I understand, but someone needs to do this, Redhead said. Then you might as well get to work, the blonde answered. Okay, and that's where the chapter ends. Yay! They found each other even in a zombie apocalypse. That's right. And, of course, Angela and Pam end up stuck together just like Jim, Jim and, and Dwight. Dwight. So that was the chap- the first chapter of four chapters of A Fighting Chance by Pempes. Pempes. Pempies.
0: That's right. I like that. I'm right. a fan that's, of Pempy, That was pretty, pretty solid. Solid. Pimpy.
1: I just like saying Pempy's. Solid. Right? Yep. Yeah. So that's it. Cool, everybody.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> wow, that was thrilling. Do shit. Go no. off. Stay fresh. Cheese, cheese bags. <laughs> <laughs> now go out and do, do shit. Do shit. There we go. We'll get it. One day. Bye. Bye.